Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put in the conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Brody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about. time for Mortgage Matter. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Good morning, you guys. Welcome to the show. It's uh, great to be here. I got Jason Van Dyke here with me. And we got a we have a guest coming on later. I understand. That's right. That's exciting. That's right. Chris Langley from uh, Ciano Realty out in Morro Bay. Is that how you say it, Ciano? So, Kano. I don't think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's not it. Good morning, Jason. How you Ch- doing today? Chow no. I don't know, <laughs> man. I I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. You've had a busy week. You have a lot going on in your life right now, don't you? Yeah. I feel like I usually live somewhere in the red zone, and so I know for me when I start feeling overwhelmed that I'm I'm at the rev limiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always kind of running high. Yeah, RPM wise. So I can also tell. Like, obviously, we're friends outside of the show as well. <laughs> we work together, but also we're friends, and so we text and communicate throughout the week. And I always get a sense when you're like you said in your text message, head down way down (laughs) this is just one of those weeks man one of those weeks yeah but i know your wife is out of town right so you've got some parenting solo parenting responsibilities wifey went to nashville yeah yeah so she's she's out doing uh like a destination bachelorette party that's fun right Ooh, nice i've never really been involved in anything like that um so that's fun. She's yeah. in Nashville. I've never been to Nashville before. I'm super excited for her to get a break from the yeah. the mundane Monday to Friday. Yeah, she works hard, so it's nice to see her yeah. get out and get a break, right? Totally. Um, I'm, and I'm not even jealous. I, I'm so thrilled that she's gone. I uh, I mean, I take time. I go on little mm-hmm. trips with my, my guy friends. We go do little things every now and again because that's important. So. It's interesting how the dynamics of those relationships work, right? Like, if everyone knows that everyone's working hard, then when it's time to break away, it's like, all right, I get my time, you get your time, everything's good. Should be. Well, you throw an imbalance in there. Woo! (laughs) Dang. That's when friction starts happening. Yeah. But so 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 is life. She's gone, work's busy, and then we're just, we're in the throes of, we have a regulatory audit coming up next week, so Dan and I have been having to get them everything they need Mm -hmm. um and we're implementing new software into the company which has been and that's that sounds simple it's really like four huge components of things so it's just a it's a lot of things on the plate here um to squeeze into the same hours of the day that you uh always get and don't so. forget to pick up your daughter from the bus stop yeah. <laughs> on top of that, right? Yeah. You got those responsibilities, she, too. She so. has been waiting for me at the bus stop <laughs> a couple of days this week. And yesterday, 
Um, I was close. Like, really. I mean, I wanted to say two minutes. It's probably not true. I was probably within four minutes of her. Um, and, and I get a text from my wife from Nashville that's like, did you forget your daughter? And I'm like, I did not. I did not. Uh, and one of you know our friends whose daughter, same class, is like, well, Ashlyn's here. Where's Jason? And it's like the moms are hyper aware because they know she's out right, of state. So right. they're like, well, Ashlyn's here. What would you arrange for her? So I'm getting this like, I'm like, you are on vacation, first of all. <laughs> Just leave me alone. I'm pulling in. Yep. Yep. And she was fine, right? Totally fine. Yeah. Kids are pretty resilient that way. I often wonder, dang, that may have been not so great. And then they just they come right out of it. So it's good for them. <laughs> Build yeah. some thick skin. And then I, like, you know, race with her back and so head down again. And then I get a call a while later from my son who's like, where's Ashlyn? What do you mean? Where's Ashlyn? I'm, I'm here at the school looking for her. I got her. She's with me. Would have been nice if you told me that. I went and picked her up, and I'm like, oh, man, I had no idea. Well, then you were late. (laughs) (laughs) You're grounded. (laughs) Well, had she ridden the bus all the way over to the middle school, that's where he gets her. And I think him and his mom coordinate that a lot. So anyway, that's like that's been how it's going. But, uh, you know, yesterday morning I got up and. Some freshy French toast and packed her lunch and all nice. this, you know. So it's we're getting it done. You round all the bases, you know. Clearly not neglected by any means. No, having no, to no. wait outside in this weather is. Uh, I think you're okay. As as busy as it feels right now, I think there is nothing um, that's gone neglected. So I take some pride in that because you can you can always get it all done, right? I mean, you're married to a CPA, dude. You live this. Yep. For quite a while. Yeah, I do the single dad thing for pretty much tax season, which is, um, yeah, man, it, honestly, it, it it allows me to have so much respect for single parents that are oh, forced wow, yeah. to be in that scenario all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm just barely holding it together, and then April 15th gets here, and it's like, ah, my wife comes back. That's always nice. Um, obviously, help around the house with... Everything is yep. always nice, but trying to do all of that on your own and stay sane so is, much. man, it's brutal. It's tough for sure. So much respect to all those single parents out there doing it on their own. It's a hard job for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you said work is busy? Work is busy. That's great. I was just going to take us over to that, that side of the fence, too. Work is busy. Um, little stat dropped last week that due to these lower interest rates, mm-hmm. um, national applications are up almost 20%. Wow, okay. The refinance portion of applications are up almost 38%. Excellent. So more people coming out to refi and take advantage of the lower rates. And so, um, and I mean, I'm seeing that. I'm feeling that both personally, but also in the company, keeping track of the, you know, the pipelines growing. And mm-hmm. um, I may have lost a little bit of optimism about how low interest rates were going to go. Hmm. There was that bounce there that was like the week of the March 25th, mm-hmm. 6th, 7th-ish, mm-hmm. where it was like, dang, look at this, 10 years getting down to 2.3. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are just barreling downward we had a bit of a bounce where um 
the ten year came up to about two and a half, mm-hmm. and man, it's been living there. Um, you could watch it. It's a really boring thing to do if you want to watch it. It's like paint drying. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole like last two weeks is it's like it might move a little two point five one and then two point four nine. 2.50, So it's just, it's really tight range. And that move interest rates up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we, so we're, we're seeing, you know, interest rates that are, are back to the low fours where there was this real optimism of interest rates, like becoming commonplace in the threes. Right. Um, so I feel like I'm a little bit disappointed about that. I don't think it's over yet. What do you think? I mean, you're you're paying attention to all this stuff too. You th- what do you think? Are we do we just touch that for a second and scooch up, or are we? You know, one of the things I I don't love to do is try to predict where the interest rates are going to go. I mean, obviously we have all these economic indicators that we look at, and oftentimes we can draw some parallels to those reports that come out, and then what ultimately long-term mortgage interest rates will do but it's just they've thrown us so many curveballs right i mean towards the end of last year it was just well known that rates were going to continue to go up and then all of a sudden fed came out and said you know what Um, maybe not we're going to pause we're going to pause now which i think sort of created some of that excitement about you know what rates are going to stay low at least in a low range for the foreseeable future which will probably spill out into the summer months which is great because it the, reminded me of that. Like, so you're saying we have a chance, right? <laughs> right. Because last year when we were, you know, kind of preparing the the revision to the business plan about, you know, and, right. e- and even if this is only like a just a mental uh, toughness preparation thing about well, what's this year look like, you know, what what do we have to look forward to? anticipate uh what's it gonna end up like uh man felt like well they've told us rates are going up a percent and a half so get ready for that Mm -hmm. and then they came out and said just kidding this is it this is where rates are and so um but that feels like that sounds like there's potential for not only no more rate hikes, but potentially rates going down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, clearly the market reacted that way, right? Yep. I mean, the fact that we have interest rates in low fours, whereas l- last year this time we were talking interest rate in low fives. Yep. Right. So we have about whole point decline yep. to the average consumer in about the year over year. Yeah. So um, clearly. Rates have come down a little bit, um, and I just—I was so optimistic. I think that's there's still optimism for sure. When I—I I guess when I say I don't know, I, I have a difficult time predicting where rates will go. Um, usually, it's sort of beyond that six-month window. I feel like the information that we get and that are fed um, really gives us a good insight to sort of what's going to happen over the next three to six months. Uh, so, with that being said. What do I think rates will do? I think that they're going to stay in the range that they are. Like you said, things are constantly moving and changing, right? But there's this range that things t- tend to stay in. And it feels like with all of the talk uh, you know, from what the Fed has said recently that we're probably going to stay in this low range heading into summer, which I think is, uh, is cause for optimism only because, again, the summer buying months are a time when people are out looking a lot. 
Um, and if we can keep rates in this same range, we're going to have really great affordability, and I think it's going to be a good summer. Well, for the home buyers. Right. Um, for the home buyers, you're such a um, – I mean, I just was going to say, you're just, you're such a – a victim of circumstance in terms of what the market's doing mm-hmm. when you're buying your house, right? Sure. Especially when you are in that situation where something opens up in a neighborhood or a house or something you see where you're like, oh, man, I, my plan had me at some other point doing this in a more logical way, but I'm buying that house now. Mm-hmm. And so you race on into our office and you sit down with the loan officer and you're like, I need to get pre-approved and buy this house However, it's coming together. This is happening really fast. Great, you're 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 not trying to have the benefit of any kind of timing whatsoever. It's just pure luck or lack thereof mm-hmm. of whatever the interest rate is, right? Sure. So, refi though is a little bit different, isn't it? Refi is like you know that rates have trended down, and um, if you're like me. I have that like slot machine mentality, right? Of like, well, it's already it's already done this. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you might as well keep on spinning. You never sure. know what you're going to get. Sure. Um, and so you you can and I say that, that's really with my own money, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I, I like to look at things and go, well, I'm at I'm at 5 four and a half feels really good for me. I'd love to save that 200 bucks a month. Four and a quarter saves me 300 bucks a month, and I would feel really good about that. And so I would have a tendency for me personally to watch the four and a half and just think, I think it's going to four and a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Let that optimism get the better of me. And then when it goes back to four and three quarters, and now your 200 bucks is savings is diminished to 100, you're right. like, ah. Uh. So refining, you sort of sit and watch this whole thing and think you're you know, going to time it right. Purchasing... No, you got 30 days here. Time to act. Yeah, there's so much involved in the timing of all of that, buying and refinancing. I know we have to get to a commercial break here in a minute, but I that I think that's important to understand. And that timing is so critical, like anything in life, right? That timing is so critical in both sides of that transaction, refi and purchase. So yeah. something we can talk about or continue to talk about after the break. Time for the commercial break here. We'll uh, take some time out to thank the sponsors that help make the show possible. And be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328. Three five eight. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. I wanted to, like, do my pulse and really scream that out right there. It's not something you can, like, give 30% of, you know? No. You really got to... I got to be in the car alone, I guess, to really... (laughs) You started with the line, but paused. (laughs) I think it's... Is it coming right now? No. Not yet. No. Oh, Are we past the free part of this song already? Uh, well, you know, we're talking over it, so. Here we are. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, yeah, we, uh, talking about. Talking about the economy, um, you know, and give you guys an update. I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull up the old uh, stock app I got running on my phone real quick. Courses for the close of business yesterday. Yesterday, the ten-year bond yield actually clicked up five point six uh, basis points, which brought us to the high water mark of at least a three-week period here. Um, 2.56. So like I said, we we were all over that 2.5 level, and yesterday we made a run right past it. And um, the Dow also was up, kind of recovering a little bit. In fact, I mean, across the board, all of the 
um, equity indexes were up. So you're lots of green there closing out the week. Um, and all of that essentially means slightly higher interest rates. Yeah. Like a little bump. trending upward. Right. Yeah. That's the bounce that you were talking about before the break, right? Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm not convinced you don't get it all back on Monday. Yeah. Because um, Fridays are a funny day in the market, especially for locking interest rates. As a rule, I don't like to lock interest rates on Friday. Um, the It's almost like there's a little bit built in to bridge three days, you know, that the close of the market um, yep. over the remainder of Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. So there's... Uh, there's news and things that could develop or happen while the markets are closed. And so it's just always kind of padded and sitting Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Same thing is true with short weeks where you have a bank holiday on a Monday or a Friday. Those weeks can um, be volatile or padded a little bit to the higher side. Sure. Um, I've long thought that... um, Tuesdays are fantastic. Tuesdays and Thursdays are fantastic days to lock. Do you have, do you have ever a favorite day to lock <clears> loans? <throat> um, you know, I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you as far as like late in the week, especially over an extended like three day weekend or something. I mean, those typically are just not great days. And just like you said, essentially what's happening is when you get to a Friday afternoon and there's uh, interest rates are available to lock at that point. There's going to when those markets close and you can't lock, there's going to be a window of time where, you know, the, the rates are going to open back up Monday morning or Tuesday morning on a three day weekend. And so what what you're talking about is during that three day window, if anything happens globally, that's a major event. Um, you know, we live in a global economy and anytime that there's fear and uncertainty, um, things happen in these markets. And so those lenders ahead of that, let's say, three day weekend knowing that, hey, you know, there's a window of time here where something could happen. So let's let's pad that a little bit and not give the best interest rate pricing on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. So that's that's often common. But, yeah, so I would tend to agree with you with regards to that. And then usually, you know, over the weekend, we are the markets are able to digest whatever happened, if anything. And we get into Monday and, you know, things like you said are a little bit conservative. Let's see how it plays out. We got the first opening day of the, you know, the stock market. Let's see where equities go. And then Tuesday, things feel like we've got a little bit of a footing. And so we have a better feeling of where we are. And then that's where banks typically and sometimes will reprice for a little bit better. So I agree with you when it comes to that. And that's sort of the reasoning behind that little pro tip. I also also really like... um to keep a close eye just on the economic calendar. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes, like, to give you an example, like I pulled the economic calendar up um, for this next coming week. Um, so the 15th is Empire State Index. Me. Tuesday, Industrial Production, Cap Utilization, and a Home Buyer Index. Mm-hmm. None of those are particularly huge either in terms of moving the market. Wednesday is Trade Deficit, Wholesale Inventories, and Beige Book. Okay. So 
Like just looking at those, right? I, I expect those things are going to be relatively benign. They're not primary data, like market moving, huge, like big deals. Right? Rates are less sensitive to those economic reports. Right. Yep. Um, that being said, when you piece, you know, what's going to be eight or nine of them together over mm-hmm. the course of a few days, mm-hmm. sort of look at that and go, ah, well, if they're all kind of ho-hum and not spectacular, then adding enough of those up together could drive a little bit of, like, concern into a watchful eye. So that even that watchful eye feeling, right, that we better all be paying close attention to what's coming on Thursday and Friday, Yep. just that sentiment can start to push interest rates down. Yep. So, and that's why I say I like Tuesday, and this week's a great example, Tuesday or Thursday. Tuesday, um, all of these reports always, um, except for the beige book, these all come out like basically first thing in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a pretty good idea of how many out of eight of these things were good or bad, and um, what are they kind of pointing to in terms of economic trend health for the U.S. economy. Thursday starts to get it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we got weekly jobless claims. That comes out every Thursday. Those have been very strong lately. Yep. Last week, you know, I saw the headlines tied to it, the lowest in 50 years for weekly unemployment claims. But um, averaging out, like you and Dan were talking about, it's it's looking good, yeah. even though yesterday was a little bump, or last week was a little bump. Retail sales mm-hmm. come out on Thursday morning. That's a big one, right? That's retail sales is a real big one because um, two thirds of GDP is based on consumer spending. Mm-hmm. So retail sales is basically like laying the old index finger across the carotid artery of just like the GDP of the U.S., mm-hmm. which is then taking the reading for what you probably are going to anticipate the whole world's feeling. Right? Um, I know that's a very um, Americans get criticized for that piece, right? We think we make the world turn, right? But our GDP kind of does. Um, at least if you add it up to a couple of other huge economies, just based on sheer magnitude of U.S. economy being so big, um, if you have the U.S. is catching some headwind or um, experiencing some solid growth stage, that tends to um, echo around the world, right? So anyways, sure. we've got retail sales, and then there's some uh, market manufacturing data that's going to come out, ISM manufacturing index. We also get construction spending, and then we top we top it off with, um, you know, bottom line is we get business inventories leading indicators. Friday rounds out the week with housing starts and building permits. Um that again, the if retail spending is one huge component to it, yep, it sure is. Um, housing starts and building permits. Uh, how much of the nation, um, our economy is just just hangs on the health of real estate. We're particularly aware of it, right? This mm-hmm. is a fun thing that we like to do periodically and and when when we were like deep into the the great recession talking about um when people were just like i just don't get it 
so much emphasis being on like thawing this frozen credit market to help people be able to buy and refinance houses, and I just don't understand it. Um, going through these periods where we're building effectively no new homes a year for years on end, mm-hmm. going through these periods where houses were selling for like literally less than their scrap value. If you added up the like um, pieces, the the boards and plywood and shingles and sinks and you know everything it took to build a house, we were selling these used houses for like. 50 cents on the dollar of just of what the total of the parts were, not even taking into consideration the labor value, sure. right? And so it was just, and people saying, well, I don't really understand that and say, well, I grew up, I grew up the son of a builder, right? This yep. Dude making sawdust and banging nails for a living. So let me tell you a little bit about this. Um, it's a fun thing to do, run down this list. What's tied to housing, man, what isn't right. is almost a better question. And at some point, it's like it's kind of like, well, healthcare isn't. Because from the office workers like us, you know, so title, escrow, appraisers, mm-hmm. loan officers, realtors, we got all these people that are so te- so just tethered to the health of the housing industry. Um, then you got electricians and plumbers and you know the landscapers and graders and um that hvac all those things that um that just flourish when when we're in the building season right um and then there's all the trickle down you know as you can get into the more obscure parts like the the furniture sales the Mm -hmm. the home depot um just i mean it's so far reaching um about what is the and, and I mean, it shouldn't be surprising anybody, right? Because housing is one of the basic human necessities. So it's it's not a surprise, um, but it's like it's one of those things that's just so obvious that we at times forget about it. It's the, it's there's the there's like those dramatic examples too, where um, you know you you see these just isolated communities that have these housing issues or concerns, and then. They're just gone. Like the towns just disappear. And it's like a ghost town. The businesses close. People just walk away and move out. And you've got these these communities around the country where it's just a ghost town. And a big piece of that, that first domino typically is that real estate market. And, sure. And that's just, it's, it's fascinating to think about how much um, falls under the umbrella of real estate and housing for sure. Well, it's like for most Americans... You know, and this is probably pretty true for most just humans alive today. Well, not even today, but always. Um, you got to have some economy, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to have some housing. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. So um, you mess with either one of those, and the two are so delicately shared, you mess with either one of those, and um doesn't take long before you, you wreck it all, right? Sure. Like what you're talking about. I, keep, I think about some of those places in the U.S. Um, where, yeah, there's a problem in the jobs, like major manufacturing or something, uh-huh. leaves, moves, changes, and then the housing just falls apart behind it. Uh-huh. Or likewise, there's significant housing problem, and then guess what? You have no industry now, too, uh-huh. because your housing, uh-huh. your people left because of your housing. 
So it's a it's really a delicate balance. And um, yeah, so anyways, kind of tying it back to this thing about the week. Sure. Um, this week is going to be things that can make you uh, sort of start to piece together a broader view, those broader brush, brush strokes of what's going on in the economy. And then Thursday with retail sales, business inventories, and then Friday with housing starts and building permits, those are sort of become some of the finer brush strokes, right? So we'll start with the broad and we'll finish out with the fines. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll find those opportunities during the week where if this is your week, like if you're in a purchase transaction or something, this is where you want a loan officer that's really watching for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and this is this is also another one of my favorite things about the, um, you know, push button, get mortgage. <laughs> I, there's so many things about that that I think are ridiculous. Yeah. But um, yeah. If if I can land this right for you by being, um, you know, and I and I have. Not only am I studying this because I love it and it interests me and I'm passionate about it, but I also feel that this is part of my fiduciary responsibility to you, mm-hmm. my clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, you need me to mm-hmm. nail this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let me down. And most of the time, the clients, we, they're sort of insulated from it anyway, right? They come in and they're like, man, I'd just really be like to get something I could afford. And yes. we crunch all the numbers and like, well, we're not locking it. And we don't know a few more details today, but it, it's probably about four and three eighths. So this is what your payment would be. And this is how we estimate the taxes and the insurance and all these things. And then they get into escrow. And now it's like, OK, we did pretty conservative numbers trying to find a worst case scenario. Yep. Um, and now my job is really just where can I shave it off for you? Where can I help you? Um, and we'll be get some homeowners insurance quotes. Let's hope those are a little bit less than the formulas we were using to kind of guesstimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you just focus on all those things. And like I said, if 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 I lock you at four and three eighths, and that was what we thought, and that was just the Monday rate we picked, um, that's probably good. That was the basis of which you made your decision on going into it. But what kind of hero am I if I can get you four and a quarter? Um, when does life ever get like just get surprisingly better or cheaper for somebody? Right? right? I mean, right. it's just it's not that often. So I think that's that's great. And where you can, um, oh, I, was, I know we got to do a break, but I was going to tell you, I I just got drug over the coals on three loans in a row where. It was really clear to me that the credit score was having a super dramatic impact on these people's um, payment. The, just the credit score was leading to a higher interest rate, higher closing costs, just higher mortgage insurance. Just like, man, mm-hmm. we can clean up like hundreds only, of dollars a only month. Only had more time. Yeah. Right. And so I did the super ambitious thing. Like, and this is partly like when I say I'm busy at work, this is part of it. Right. Is I'm like doing credit cleanup stuff lately too, right? Trying to help people and race the clock. And mm-hmm. one of my clients, we like, we locked in a deal that was, um, I mean, it was what we had to do, but like a 680 something credit score. And I really need them to be over 740 to just mm. save them so much. And they understand that, but they're like, well, if you can you know, manipulate a credit score, you 
let us know what to do. Yeah. And so I'm down in the weeds doing supplements and getting letters and rescores and finally uh-huh. nailing it to get these people all the way up to you know, I got one guy up to the 759 I needed which changed the deal dramatically, right? Saved him all the money. Probably wouldn't have been worth it to keep going if he didn't. And um but like you know, it's those things. That's like I I just look at that stuff and I just laugh. Yeah, man, push button, get mortgage. And if that's appealing to you, you probably should get in that queue. You know, mm. you you don't understand what we do, the value we add, the care we have, our mm-hmm. the personal accountability, the fact that like um, I want to be good at this, right? I want to be the best at it. Um, if for no other reason than just that own sense of self-worth and pride and confidence of knowing, well, I know what I do. What special uh, care that you're giving where, you know, a lot of times you head into this and you don't know what you don't know. You go to those dot-com companies, right? Isn't they, that always true, though, Jason? Yeah, but, but if you're dealing with a professional that knows that you don't know and then they're not taking the time to explain it, like a lot of those companies yeah, do. That, of course. That's, that's where the problem is. That's Of course. That, the, the example you just gave is, is a clear example of what your process is. Yeah. How can we improve this? Yeah. All right, let's do a commercial break. Here's the, this is the final one of this hour. We'll be back in a couple minutes here with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason. We'll be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 seven seven two six seven eight six or visit us at amsunsolar.com am sun solar is located in paso robles so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20 percent longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30 percent solar tax credit that's 805-772-6786 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending, and I want to thank you for supporting us these past 11 years. We have helped thousands of local residents buy and refinance homes here on the Central Coast, and we couldn't have done it without you. We are sincerely grateful and look forward to serving you for many years to come. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. writing checks that your body can't cash. That's what it is. <laughs> Not listening so to So speaking this of housing... Talk to me, Goose. Speaking of housing, <laughs> down in uh, Oceanside, not yeah. far from the pier, yeah. um, there, this, the iconic little, it's a little, like, Six or eight hundred square foot like bungalow that was in this scene where oh, okay. where uh, Kelly McGillis's character lived right mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. with the lush garden and that um, you remember the scene the uh, that house is there and they've like leveled the block around it and I think they moved it over a little bit right but it's um, it's got a chain link fence around it like they're not totally sure what to do with it like get rid of it or not or like set it up into like some iconic you know top gun historical monument or something uh anyway see everything's related to housing (laughs) right right um before the break we were we were talking about um those levels of being great at something Mm -hmm. um and then during the break, I started telling Jason about um, a recent experience I had where um, I think this thing transcends industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear for us because I, I, I for really, really simply, I'll tell you this. The big boys, okay? The like, and I'm just going to use Quicken. Um, Quicken. They they spend so much money on marketing, don't they? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere, mm-hmm. and everybody knows their um, everybody knows their shtick. You know, rocket mortgage, push this button, and then everything in your world starts floating around you and stuff, which is crazy. There it is. Yeah, found it. Took me a minute. Yeah, um, there he is. There's Kelly McGillis's house in Top Gun. So for all you radio listeners, yeah, it's great for radio. <laughs> <laughs> that whole quick and marketing thing, right? And the idea is they're wanting you to believe because it's in interest of 
furthering their own company. They're wanting you to believe that this is um, basically it should it it is automated, right? Use your phone, you guys. Just click the phone, mm-hmm. push button, get mortgage. And um, if you've ever tried to push button get mortgage, you know. Um, I mean, I I field at least. 30 or 40 calls a year from people that call and they say, I listened to your radio show. Great show, by the way. Um, And I recently applied for a loan with Quicken, (laughs) which just makes me want to run my head right through a wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they say, and I had just a miserable experience. And so I'm hoping that you can help me. I'm like, cool. Thanks for listening to my show. I'm glad that you knew that we were like the problem solving resource and, the like when you try the main national online competitor and they fail you that will be here to give you a good job at a better rate so you mentioned that maybe you shouldn't go through quicken pretty often in the show i mean it's a common theme it's <laughs> a common thing and 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 by the way i don't mean to disparage quicken yeah. i really don't we are an approved quicken seller I have Quicken's product to offer you. Mm-hmm. Um, Quicken spends too much money on marketing, so their rates and fees are too high. Well, so- if you think about the business <laughs> model too, right? The business model is to just cast the biggest net you can, and that's oh. what this a lot. When you see a company dumping millions and millions into marketing, that's really what they're doing, right? They're trying to reach as many people as possible. So when you cast a big net like that, obviously you have to have the the manpower to be able to to appropriately service everyone that right. now is calling in. And at the end of the day, when you're talking about real estate transactions where there are just so many hurdles and we talked about the, all the things that you just don't know, um, you know, they, they just they're not capable of handling and providing the, the top level service to everybody. It's just not possible. So no. if well, you don't and- fall into that perfect little box, then there's something that could be missing. Well, and all the while, though, like you said, when you throw that biggest net, so there's bycatch, right? <laughs> to take a fishing analogy. No, it's great. Totally. You got you got holes in your net, you got bycatch in your net, you got regulations. There's just things that you're getting into your shop that just shouldn't be there. Um, and all the while you have this machine that you just have to feed. So mm-hmm. I picture it like this huge conveyor belt running through the middle, right? And everyone's landing on that conveyor belt and then the filters begin. Mm-hmm. Over here, over there, credit problems, income problems, asset problems, property problems, you know, insurance problems, whatever it is, not enough down payment, all these things, gift funds, bankruptcy, whatever, and just some sorting arm is just knocking you. And you're not falling just straight to the dungeon, but knocking you onto these other um, really not conveyor belts. There are these places along the side that are catching everybody that wasn't flawless. Mm-hmm. And so those people need a champion. And this is the problem at Quicken um, or any of those huge majors, right? They don't have a champion, man. They got guys that are making a less than professional wage, okay? Because if they they wanted the pro wage, they really wanted to get paid and for doing the job 
that they know they're good at, mm-hmm. they're over here on the dark side. Right. They're working for the little companies like us mm-hmm. that have the better rates, the better service, better accountability. Don't make me look bad. Um, better I, experience, more yeah. experience, more yeah, knowledge. Yeah, totally. Right? And, and I can just – I can take my core group of – friends and colleague and family and all this and put them through a dependable process where I can get you to the end where you won't hate me. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to exhaust you with some paperwork requests? My loans are tough. It's part of the process. We we went through this big, you know, crazy recession thing where we realized under documenting things and all that was the wrong approach. So mm-hmm. today, yeah, some of it feels like overkill. Um, I can help you with that. I can smooth it out for you. Mm-hmm. I can help you write some of those letters of explanation by talking to you and write them out, and then you can just sign it. I can insulate you reasonably well, but you still got to go through a real estate transaction, right, which is sloppy, messy, and stressful. Mm-hmm. I can just do a, a much better job of it. Um, but, yeah, so bottom line is for some of those people, they land on that big major, right, be it Quicken or Wells Fargo or – Whoever else, um, cash call mortgage. I mean, you think of basically the ones that you hear you hear advertising. Yeah. Um, if you fit the model and you don't get knocked off the big conveyor belt that's running everybody to funding, um, the bummer for you is that at the end of the day, uh, you paid a higher rate mm-hmm. <laughs> because. They got that marketing budget, and then look at all the fallout. The debris field behind the next of them is wild. Um, they're just uh, in, in you. So you're going to kind of be the frontier guy. Like you're going to be the person that was willing to brave it. And, you know, because you're that good, you're retired, you got pension, you got Social Security, you got. 50 or 80% equity in your house. You have an 800 credit score because you always have. Your house is a cookie cutter, you know, easy peasy spot over on Edo Circle that, you know, looks like all the neighbors' houses. It's just everything about the entire thing is just so clear. So you're not going to get knocked off. You are probably push button, get mortgage. You're the dude they mm-hmm. were gunning for. Yep. Here's your higher rate. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just laugh, you know, it's like, well, um, so Quicken's model, I full circle here, the reason we got onto this, that big model is I need you, that guy, I need you, that guy, that great credit, that perfect everything. You're how I'm going to f- keep the lights on in this place. So my message from the rooftops, hey, it's easy, guys. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Push button, get mortgage. Had tough experiences, hear all that stuff in the market, all those fancy acronyms, FHA, VA, USDA. Uh, that translates to a lot of people want to buy your house. Push this button. Cool. Um, you're just making it seem so simple. Mm-hmm. And it's almost reckless, you know? It's almost a reckless thing because it, it keeps people from realizing that, well, wait a minute. There's a reason why this is a profession and that there are professionals and that they're, you know, all these kind of things. There's a reason why Central Coast Lending is, you know, the the number one purchase lender here on the Central Coast, second to Wells Fargo. You know, I'm never going to be able to beat Wells Fargo, right? The, mm-hmm. we're, we're never beating Wells Fargo. It's never going to happen. No matter how many, um, how hard we try, they just have the benefit of the marketing budget and the 
hundred plus year reputation in terms of what we're not going to beat them in terms of market share. Right. Right. They're going to do more transactions than we're going to do. Um, people are lining up in droves. You have your checking account at Wells Fargo. So then you're like, well, it's probably just better to keep it all one place. Then I can just have one bill pay login where I pay my thing. And so congratulations. Um, Wells Fargo, which is infinitely better than going like the Quicken route, is still generally higher interest rates. Um, and they've got a limited product offering and they're just not as beefy and robust. And by the way, I, we, Central Coast Lending is a fully delegated, which means we underwrite, we do the whole process. I can do a Wells Fargo loan for you right under my roof. Mm -hmm. And I can do it for you cheaper than Wells Fargo can do it for you. And if that sounds crazy, I'll agree. It sounds nuts, right? Tell me another business model where involving a middleman results in a a lower fee, (laughs) right? Right? Right. So hard to picture. Uh, But think about that. Wells Fargo, compare our office up on Marsh. 14, 12 or 1400 square foot of modest little office tucked here in a shared building with four parking spots and some street parking. And then down the street, you've got 25,000 square feet of beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, high dollar downtown slow. It's man, is it beautiful? And their parking lot, and you walk inside, and it's well benefited employees with CEO bonuses, and you know all these things. And you could just look around, and you tell by the the magnificence of their wood counter there that it's like, well, this place has got some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can make their loan for you cheaper than they make it for you. And the only reason they even allow me to do it is they recognize that the income is really in the interest over time, sure. right? So let me originate it, hand it off to you. You can make the interest on it. I'll just make it and originate it to you. Um, and they recognize that there's enough people out there that believe that's a good avenue. So that's really how it works. Um, or push button. Um, by the way, we got a button too, if you want to go that route. All right, guys, we got the top of the hour commercial break, about five minutes here. Take some time, water the dogs, get some coffee, do whatever you got to do. We'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your host, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. And you don't know where you are. You're listening to Mortgage Matters. It's a, I guess, a talk show. Are we a talk show? Feels like we're talking. Uh, yeah, we're a talk, we're show. talk yeah. show. We're on talk radio. Yeah. Um, it says right here, KVEC News Talk. So I think I'm that makes it official. But we're not news. Show. 
We're not playing sports. But it does say sports up there too, so Yeah, but we're we're definitely talking. Talk. We're in that middle <laughs> thing, that thing called talk. Right. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so we're uh, we're a talk show. We, I guess, and uh, we talk real estate, economics, mortgage, these kinds of things. Um, really, in an effort to um, to kind of help help people navigate these things and uh, be better at it, just be more savvy real estate investor or buyer. Um, I know a lot of our listenership. I got, as you guys can imagine, I've been doing loans here in Slow for almost twenty years, and. I came from operations management, so I've worked for and with and alongside and managed so many of the loan originators around the county um, that I get the feedback from these guys. Oh, I make my loan officers listen to your show. Brilliant. That's great. Um, So we train other competitors, loan officers around here. Um, Lots of realtors listen to our show. That keeps them uh, on the cutting edge of kind of what's going on and part of the conversation Little those little because all the good realtors are always looking for the little tidbits of how to help their clients too, right? And so, um, and then otherwise, we got a, just a bunch of geeky people that tune in every week because they love the economic talk and um, to hear non-economists talk about the economy. So there, there you go. And um, so it's what we do. And uh, we today we have a guest. We brought in Chris Langley, uh, realtor. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So you're uh, and you're you're out there on the coast, right? Yeah, I'm in Morro Bay. So you know we handle what they call the scenic coast. So Morro Bay, Los Osos, Cayucas. Uh, I myself, I you know I do work in San Luis and obviously South County too. Sure. But um, the main focus is there. And your um, Jason was already looking at me like, don't do it because <laughs> when you walked in, what I was joking about is like. Um, I, I see the name of your company all over. We do deals together and stuff. And I always just laugh because um, I feel like it could be pronounced different ways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that's why I was talking about that. Um, so pronounce the Jay's last name. Well, it's uh, well Frankie. Ciano. Ciano. Frankie. Uh, that's right. But if you're in Italy, it would be Ciano. Ciano. Right. So... Ciano, yes, it's really it's really how we'll be saying it because I'm not Italian. I don't think so. No, he, um, yeah, Frankie Ciano, and that's how he Frankie says it. Ciano. Yeah, um, and so I, I was laughing because there's that commercial is what we were talking about when you walked in oh, that right. old commercial, the Jack Steffen guy. And I, if I if it was my company, I think I'd be marketing that same angle that's for the name. One. Um, just because it makes everybody just drills in the name. Do you guys remember those commercials from when you were young? It was like uh, the plumber Jack Steffen. I don't remember that commercial now. Oh, man. they were, You seem to love it, though. It's brilliant because right. it's something where at the time when I'm hearing it, I'm probably seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And all these years later, um, I just never forget this commercial um, so it's marketing genius, right? And it's just this plumber dude. And it's like, you know, 
for all your plumbing needs, there's a narrator. It shows the dude, and he's, like, hooking up a sink. And, you know, he's like, for all your plumbing needs, call Jeff Stefanovich. And the dude just looks at the camera, and, like, he's exhausted from the first time. And he's like, Stefan, Jack Stefan. And then, you know, of course, the next scene, he's, like, installing a toilet or something. And, again, they're like, and we do remodels and repairs called Jack Stephanopoulos. And he's like, Stefan, it's Jack Stefan. So you just, you can't ever not know this dude's name. Um, so, anyways, I would do that. I wish we had a name like that that would just lead. Because um, marketing's hard, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, in our profession, it's like yours, it's you find that marketing happens really a lot of one at a time. Right. Right. Um, but it's also really important to people to feel like they're familiar with your brand. And you guys Definitely. have a, you guys have a big name around town. I mean, I, especially out on the coast, but I know yeah. even out here too. Yeah. Especially out on the coast. Um, you know, Frankie was a main, you know, just a single producer and, um, you know, did a really good job of, you know, creating his reputation within that community. Um, you know, he's also known as the billboard guy. Right. You know, I I don't really know of anyone else that has a billboard in the area, but, and it's right there when you first come into Morrill Bay. So, yeah. Um, those are, by the way, those are expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> Dan and I looked into a billboard because we like, you know saw the billboards like the round the grade and stuff like that some of those billboards are like four thousand dollars a month yeah. some of the bigger ones like if they got lights on them can be ten thousand dollars a month it's crazy that's insane amounts of money but apparently they work when i got my lasik eye surgery done i used um sandy eye center totally off of the billboard right mm. And so I called him up because it's like fifteen hundred bucks an eye or something. I went to the others that I knew by way of advertising. Right there was like Limburg and Shapiro, mm-hmm. and so I did consultations at all three of the places, knowing that like eyes feel pretty important to me. No, no, how you guys how attached you are to your <laughs> eyes, but I was like, if someone's going to laser my eyeball, I'm not just going to the cheapest yeah. dude in town. So. Anyways, based on the billboard, I end up there up at the CNEI clinic, and he's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, that billboard is how I get all of my business. And it turns out that he's actually like a, um, I'll use the wrong word, but he's an ophthalmologist guy that um, he solves many people's problems, the infections and hmm. Um, botched surgeries and other just advanced things that happen is where everyone in the county sends to this guy. And I also, I think, I don't want to misspeak, but he was telling me that some of those other dudes lease the machines. Um, they're all the same, but they'll lease them from him or share them or other things. It was basically like, if you know how to run the software kind of thing. So I, I felt totally comfortable doing it. But I offered that dude... Um, like the rest of my time on this show of free advertisement, if you do my eyes for free, and he just said no. <laughs> I was like, a discount? And he's like, no, I got a billboard. There you got a billboard. <laughs> and go. I was like, dude, I will give you like live on air mentions about how great you are. Just give me a deal. Buy one, get one free. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm already the cheapest dude in town, and I got a billboard. I was like, 
Fair enough. And you're already talking about it. Exactly. And I didn't, though. It's See, been like six just... years, and I never told that story. <laughs> Sandy Eye Center, you're not going to get my testimonial for free. <laughs> they really did do a great job, though. And it was, for anybody that's thinking about it, do either of you guys wear glass or contacts? I know you don't. Not yet. No, not yet. Oh. Uh, so you don't know what it's like. It's coming, though. I can feel it. My wife does, though. So. Um, it's awful. I grew mm. up not being able to see. Uh. Um in like at sports and stuff like in baseball i still i have really fast hands i could really see the ball when it's like six feet away right so i'm like when i got glasses finally in like seventh grade i was like dang you guys can see all the way out there this is crazy, oh, oh, is crazy? imagine what i could accomplish knowing what's at the end of the block you know <laughs> anyway um so how long you been in real estate chris uh, well, I got my real estate license in 2007, so we're coming up on 12 years here. Uh, November will be 12 years. I think I got my broker's license in 2007. Yeah, it was just such a great time. You know, it was ideal. To get in the business. It was super you know? ideal. Um, and we were just talking. You, you had, <laughs> I, remember, I remember the company that I was working for in 2007 was starting to tank. Like the writing was on the wall. And of course, I'm married. That was sarcasm, by the way. For those of you who didn't pick up on that, that was that was a not the best time to get started. I'm married. But. I'm married with two kids. Um, just I and I had a substantial salary, right? I mean, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, if this is it, like every year you just make more, you do more, you grow more. And I'm like, at that time, I'm thinking, man, I'm like 30 years old. This is amazing, right? I'm like, I'm on track. And then 2007 happened, and, and I was like, whoa. I, I never had any idea how dark it could get in this little old industry. And I remember talking to my mom. It's like, yeah, Dan and I are just going to go open up our own company. And my mom was like, what? Oh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to start our own business. And she's like, babe, have you read, like, headlines and things about, like, it's not a good time for you to be doing this. And I'm like, it's all I know, Mom. That's all I do. She was so freaked out. I got to admit, I was a little bit scared, too. 2007 was not a great time no. um, to be starting a business, especially when the springboard for me is, like, the company I worked for and all of the companies that I worked for before that one were all tanking and going out of business because it's like the right move right now. <laughs> well, you know what? I should do that because I'm probably going to outsmart countrywide. <laughs> you made the right moves. There's no doubt about that. So how about you, Chris? How What was happening in 2007 that you decided, you know what, real estate, let's give that a go? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was also married um, and with my first first daughter um so you know it was here we my wife and i knew we wanted to stay here mm -hmm. um you know the job market especially at that time wasn't wasn't great here um and i grew up here so i knew the area really well that's what i was gonna say stay here because you're from here right you're a local guy exactly always had uh you know a interest in real estate mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what 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 got me started i you know, had some sales jobs. I, I worked for uh, AT and T for a while doing sales there, and actually, the owner of that franchise company that I work for, he was in real estate before that. Mm. Um, and you know, we were just talking about my next moves and, and things like that. And, and he's, I had mentioned to him before that I wanted to get my real estate license, and he was the one that kind of pushed me into it. You know, he he said I was a real estate broker before. 
you know, that's kind of what jump started me. And then I invested in other businesses and became the businessman that I am. So, um, he really kind of pushed me into that. And, um, you know, it was, it was good though. I mean, I, I needed somebody to say, Hey, you should do it even with all the, you know, the negative talk that was going on. It's good to have somebody in your life that is wanting to nudge you into a direction of growth. Yeah, for know? sure. I mean, I, I feel like I know who those people were in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. We have we have a phone call here, and since we are a live interactive talk radio show, <laughs> we should probably take this call and find out what's going on with P in Pismo. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you made me um, uh, really kind of pop my ears up a little bit. I, I have a, uh, uh, a escrow check I'm going to get as uh, I'm f- uh, an entire family is selling a piece of property. And we're all getting a piece of it, you know? Uh-huh. And I, I went online and I saw that you can get a cashier's check if you ask for it from the escrow company. I realized that uh, my portion is going to be reported, you know, so I, I'm going to have to um, have capital gains and things like that. And I get all that. But I want to know if I had a cashier's check and I just wanted to take money out of it whenever I wanted to and travel around and is there, can I do that? Can I cash it at any check bank or does it have to be on the bank that it was drawn on? You know what I mean? Like if it came from Chase, would I have to go to Chase banks to uh, that, take money out of the cashier's check? You got, you got great questions there. And I'll tell you what, um, I think my experience has been with the local escrow companies is that they only want to disperse to you by way of check for lower amounts. Most of the time they prefer Mm -hmm. like a wire or an ACH. So if you're getting it, if you can get a check, that's great. Um, In terms of the check itself, uh, we're probably not the experts to tell you what to do on that. I can tell you about my personal experience in dealing with checks like that is my bank will take them sort of like they want to make sure that it's relatively legitimate but there's always this underlying idea that they're doing it based on my balance and relationship with them outside of this check and then i've also found like when you know back in the day it was like you go whatever bank the check is drawn on and then go in there and then they'll cash the check for you but i've even found lately that those banks don't like doing that stuff they want you to put it in your bank and let it go through its normal hold process so um i i don't know uh how best to answer that question for you other than to say you should probably just get in touch with your bank and then also the escrow officer that's dispersing those funds is going to be able to tell you what their preferred route or just what your options are in terms of the delivering of the funds to you. As a family, we haven't actually ticked an escrow company yet, and, but um, I know that we're going to have to do that in a couple of days. Is it so? That's why is this a property you have that's already in yeah, contract already, to be sold. Yeah, it's already been accepted. By yeah, so the, generally. Buyers. Generally, the contract is like the day the acceptance happens, then mm-hmm. you all open escrow. And right. the opening of escrow, that's where, you know, because they got to make their deposit and you guys got to get other things going on that's going to involve that escrow company. So, so. so where we're at is they got 17 days to get out. So I guess everything else has been negotiated. So um, I guess they're, they, I guess they have 17 days to, to change their mind. But the house supposedly. Um, we're not going to be showing it because they've gone through everything and looked at it. They're just going to send out an inspector from the um, 
from their lender, I guess, or something like Brilliant. that. Brilliant. Hey, uh, thanks for your call today, Pete. we got to take our commercial break All here. Right. We appreciate you participating. All right. Chris, I'm always looking for uh, real live examples of great things to talk about, and I want to talk about a few things about Pete's call here. Okay. Um, it's a little bit of a unique situation because he's part of a group, so he doesn't need that right. special level of care, but I know you have some insight about the process and the understanding and those things um, and, and what some of that looks like, that 17-day thing that he's right. discussing. So let's talk about that when we get back from this uh, this quick break here with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great service men and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Southern California. For plumbing and heating, your man is Jack Stefanino. Stefan. Jack Stefan. Fix any household problems. Just charge it. Your man is Jack Stefanski. Stefan. Jack Stefan. Quick service seven days a week. Call your man, Jack Stefanovich. Stefan. 
Jack Stefan. Plumbing or heating problems in the home? Call your man by telephone. Jack Stefan. We're in the white pages. I, I definitely remember those. Yeah. For sure. So you guys got that. Like you do like channel realty. Yeah, we should definitely should. Th- I mean, it's just, it's low-hanging fruit yeah, for I mean, us. we are Ciano. in the white pages. Ciano. So. Ciano. <laughs> yeah, you could have like a, an, an Italian, Italian guy, grandma. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be perfect. Brilliant. I love, I, I think about marketing a lot. I'm sure that you guys both do too because of what we do for a living, but like, you got to get your name out there and people yeah. got to know who you are and um, much of the advertising that we do now is like that just brand recognition thing where, you know, and this is the same thing too about real estate is that how, what's the life cycle of clients for you? Um, are you, what is it for you in terms of realty? What do they tell you? How many years is it before like your guy's going to transact again? <laughs> um, I mean, they used to say, like, what, everyone would move. It was, like, every five years or something like that. Um, It's different in our area, though. You know, I mean, for us, we have a big second home market. Sure. So, I mean, that's not really the case. Um, We have a lot of retirees. Yeah. So, that you know, that five years is not really exactly true. But um, it's really more for us is not only the client that we represent, but we want to be a part of their family, their friends. And, you know, network ourselves to them as well. So it's really important that we do a good job for them. Otherwise, they're not going to refer us to anybody else. Yeah, that that's in parallel with what we got going on is um, I remember when I first started being a loan officer, too, I would get um, get a referral. Right. Well, first you find a client because you don't really right. get a referral like you can do your uncle's loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember like got a loan, was referred by a realtor, did a good job person worked at Cal Poly and and I would track all of this stuff right well then that person referred me a couple times and so I did you know a couple more transactions and then those people referred me so I kept up generations of referral for a few years I do this is the seventh generation referral yeah. where like I did a good job for somebody seven people ago and it just keeps going down which is really the recipe to being successful, right? Is yeah, absolutely. You have to acquiring a new client is so challenging that once you acquire one, you have to exceed expectations so that then you retain them and then they advocate bef- before everybody they know on your behalf. And then you do the transact with those people who that's how they heard about you was because you have a reputation of just delivering excellence and then they refer you and so anyways i would track those things until basically just got to the point of like well now my phone's ringing and i'm not quite sure how which is great um but yeah that desire uh just to do great by people and try to infiltrate their whole social circle right right super fun i always think (laughs) it's interesting how each area of the county can have such different marketing strategies. You you spoke to that mm-hmm. specifically about Morro Bay, right? Like every five years having someone move just doesn't happen because of right. the, the demographics and the makeup of the county and of the area. So what what sort of is different for you and how you guys market your business? I know we, we had coffee this week and we talked about 
um, how you do a little bit more far-reaching. Like, where do these clients come from? And let's let's catch them there because we know where they're headed and where they're looking. So what what is sort of unique with your marketing um, strategy and plan working in Morro Bay? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of our clients will come, you know, from the Central Valley. So, you know, Fresno, Bakersfield, Visalia, um, you know, all those areas. And, you know, they're usually, you know, people who work in agriculture. So farmers um, who are looking for that weekend home or the summer home to get out of the heat. Um, so, you know, we started marketing over there. I mean, Frankie was doing it when he first started in the business because he originally came from there. Mm, okay. Um, so, you know, he would just market over there and we've continued to do that with all of our listings. Um, you know, we're a part of the MLS in Fresno as well. Um, so, you know, we do advertising over there and I mean, <laughs> I think that's where that billboard comes into play because not only have they seen our stuff, uh, you know, at home and then they, as they drive into Morro Bay, before they can even see the rock, yeah, they see uh, Chiano Real Estate. Yeah. So, um, and you, we do get a lot of business from that. People have come literally right to our office. I'm uh, picturing them going, "There's that Chiano guy again. <laughs> we should call him." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, advertising in the valley not only um, with listings, but we do a lot of social media stuff there as well. Sure. So, yeah. Um. You kind of hijacked my thread, and I'm going to forgive you this time, Mr. Van Dyke. Um, no, but seriously, I, I did. I kind of wanted to, to walk through that phone call a little bit from Pete. Okay. Pete's questions, um, you know, they're legit questions, and I, I see what he's thinking a little bit too, right? It's like, well, if you probably don't want to take your whole lump sum in one year and pay all your taxes in one fell swoop, all that. I don't think you're going to avoid that, Pete. Government's got pretty good at getting what they get from you. And mm-hmm. banks have also gotten pretty good at telling you how they're going to give you the money they're giving you. So those days of negotiating any of that stuff is pretty much over. Uh, that being said, um, Pete's a part of a group. Um, so I'll forgive him for being um, a little bit naive to the process. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't say that uh, I see this a lot where real estate agents have just haven't done a great job of um, taking that care with that client and making sure they understand what's next. Yeah. Um, escrow, for example. It's a great term, right? What's it mean? <laughs> um, well, at some level, it's just the neutral third party that keeps us from having to do the one, two, three drop with the deed <laughs> and the half a million dollars, right? Keys indeed. <laughs> yeah, <it's> right. <laughs> uh, you let go. No, you let go first. <laughs> uh, you didn't drop. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so that, to me, that's at the most basic level. That's what escrow is, right? Escrow and facilitates that for sure. Yeah. They've got a whole bunch of other awesome value adds along the way. But now we have escrow is also, though, it's a term about an action or a process Mm -hmm. it's a term it gets used in terms of like holding your taxes and your insurance for paying those as part of your mortgage right so this is a weird word that's all over the place it's pretty clear to me that pete's pretty unclear about what that escrow term and word means and when is escrow open and contingency periods um how important is it to you to to walk through all that with clients oh extremely important um, you know, when I'm working with a buyer and you write an offer, those are the things you're sitting down and talking about and making sure that they know. 
So, you know, that 17-day period he talked about was contingency. So, um, you know, that's your your inspection contingency. So you're Which is pretty standard, standard. In, in the California uh, contract, right? Yeah. So, you know, these have been written by many, many attorneys. <laughs> so yep. um, they have all the standard. You can also ask for longer periods if need be, which we've done in times when, you know, we have buyers who live other places and they're trying to move here. So sometimes we need to adjust those dates. But um, 17 days, is that's standard and and what happens during the contingency period of a contract they'll do anything from a home inspection uh to a pest inspection if there's anything deeper than that you know if there's plumbing issues that need to get looked at they'll look at that um and the appraisal same thing as you know um is also done in that time um even though it is listed as a separate contingency on the contract but they're usually done in that same sure same period on the on that 17-day contingency period, um, I, I've heard – So, and I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, I've been a licensed broker now since 2007. Mm-hmm. I just renewed this week, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, you must be needing to renew too it's coming, soon. It's coming up because right? we do every four years. Yeah. So I think it's next year for me. So. i got to show you the, the route I did. You're going to love it. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you during the break. That being said, um, I've never – done a real estate transaction ever Mm. i could i can own a real estate company isn't that wild (laughs) and i have no idea how to do it i have no idea whatsoever and i first of all i hope that everybody's listening is hearing what i'm saying i've worked in this industry for 20 years i've been a licensed broker now for 12 of them i have bought and sold houses personally i would never ever ever do it on my own Mm -hmm. i would want a professional um, to help me with it, um, I don't feel comfortable with the contract at all. And I've, I've, I've been an underwriter. I train people mm-hmm. on what it means in the loan process about reviewing that contract and getting it right and um, all that it, within what it means to the loan. But that being said, if I had to go out and represent you as a buyer or a seller, there's no way I want anything to do with that. I want a real estate pro. Yes. So that'd be my first nod to you and to everybody that's listening that thinks that uh, real estate is easy or inconsequential or that using purple bricks or some other right. help you sell thing mm-hmm. is smart. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy to me. I can't wrap my head around it, but okay. Um, so that that being said, in that 17-day period, I've heard it described that you can like quit as a buyer. You can just quit because the sky is the wrong color blue above that house. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really has to do if, say, something came up in a physical inspection. You know, say there's something going on with the house um, that the buyer is not comfortable with. At that point, they're able to do what's called a request for repairs. Mm-hmm. So they will request for the seller to take care of those issues. If they can't come to terms on those things, at that point, they could send a request to cancel the contract based on that. There has to be a basis. I see. You know, not just the clouds were out today. And we're Understood. Done. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're, I mean, yeah. just from... The, well, a couple clients have screwed up and sent me their home inspection, and then oh, I've also yeah. seen the ones that I've went on the houses that I've bought home inspections. Um, man, you see a house and you're like, I recognize some things, little crack over there, sure. little 
light switches looks dirty or missing a screw or something. You get a home inspection and you're like, dude, this guy thinks this house sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 pages worth of this dude basically is saying run. Right. Um, do you find that most of your buyers get that home inspection and just start panicking at how overwhelming that list is? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it's the job of the home inspector because they're being paid to inspect the home and disclose anything uh, that they find. So, you know, with the home inspectors I've worked with, um, they're really good at explaining things that are a big deal and things that are like, hey, you may want to address this down the road, um, you know, and are really good talking to the client. Um, and I always, you know, I, I encourage my buyers to be there while it's happening. Uh, a good home inspector will, they'll walk you through as they're going through, you know, they'll jump on the roof with me if you want. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's scary because it's uh, it's you know a document that gets sent over and there's a line pretty much about anything you yeah. know, but it's their job to disclose. Oh, my guy! That. When I bought my house, my guy was pointing out where the like concrete driveway hits the asphalt. They called out yep. the apron out there. Yeah, there was like a little ridge in it that I would just like, yeah, well, that's where asphalt hits concrete. Right. That dude was <laughs> like, this needs to be ground down. It's a tripping hazard. You probably get sued over this. And I'm like, dude. That was where we started. And we made a whole lap around the house. We got to the end of the thing. I looked at my wife, and I'm like, you want to buy this piece of crap? Sounds <laughs> like we have a lot of lawsuits. I don't yeah. know if we should do this. <laughs> yeah, and then and that's what's funny is that we were selling a house and buying a house at the same time, right? So I get the re- I'm thinking about a request for repairs to the seller um, with a hat on of like, well, dude, I'm not buying your basket of headaches. We need to come to terms here. And then I show up to the email in my inbox that's the request for the repairs from my buyer. And I get to the end of that. I'm like, sounds like you don't like my house. <laughs> How dare you? Right. You're trying to nickel and dime me over here. I feel like that that whole, uh, for realtors, that's got to be one of, of the challenging pieces, right? Yeah. Whether you're representing the buyer or the seller, right. is containing the emotions of what's discovered in a home inspection. Abs- absolutely. A lot of what we do is containing emotions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just being the shoulder, you know, and uh, being able to talk them through some things. Um, so That's funny. That's why... That's why I love having realtors like you on the show. And this is why I always tell people, too, when we're sitting down together, um, you know, we're, if I'm helping you get pre-qualified and it's time to pick a real estate agent or something, be careful. Um, you should interview a few, even if you're, you know, your wife's cousin's boyfriend's neighbor, you know, when he's not at Best Buy, he's a realtor, even when that guy... Uh, you know, so you're at the family dinner and he's like, oh, and, you know, of course, use me and all that with the wink and nod and all that. It's like I tell people you should probably interview a few and figure out. I think a lot of the realtors today, a lot of you guys are pretty well trained and you're yeah. pretty good at what you do. You understand the contracts, lots of resources available to you with the Internet and those kind of things leveled out the playing field in a lot of ways. But then some of it's just demeanor, right? Absolutely. And how can you relate to somebody? And when it's when you're down in the weeds on that mm-hmm. dark day of now I need to call my agent and um, get some sound counsel that's like yep. the counsel you might be looking to like your priest or your mom <laughs> or your best friend, you, but you need like this dude who knows these contracts and 
ex- has experienced in that peace where you are today. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge part of it that I think people just forget to remember. Yep. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Uh, you know, not overreacting for your client is uh, that's a key piece because it can happen. Yeah, so or I've just seen fueling it. the fire. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fanning it, fanning it. Yeah, man- I, managing those expectations is so important in our line of work, just yes. because there's just so much that can come up, and we sort of know it's coming, right? So we don't want to share too much to create um, more anxiety that needs to be there, but we also mm-hmm. need to share enough that we create this expectation of when these things do or potentially come up, it's not that big of a deal. We'll totally. take care of it. Exactly. I, I have a, I think of this and I think in terms of analogies a lot, but I think in terms of this as kind of bowling. Mm-hmm. And so I want to tell you guys about my bowling analogy of what this looks like setting expectations and then um, attempting to manage them. So let's do the last commercial break here of the show, and we'll be back in a couple minutes with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772 6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805 772 6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full. 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Welcome back. 
You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Welcome back. I was going to tell you guys about my like bowling analogy, but now enough time has passed. I don't think it matters anymore. So I don't even care. I care more about what we're talking about during the break. Just moving on. It's a cliffhanger. Never going to get solved. <laughs> you have to call me for a coffee appointment if you want to hear that story. Um, <laughs> kind of funny, though. You guys ever watch like the bowling clips about like what goes wrong at bowling? I was watching this video yesterday. I think it was on, I think it was on ridiculousness or something. I love little, that show. Yeah, that is they, the best. They pop show up. They, so dude's got like a little toddler, right? And it's night bowling, so it's like cosmic bowling. And they pop up the like gutter things, yeah. right? And so, like proud dad out there with his little shorty, and they got their bowling shoes on, and the kid does the like. What we called the like granny throw, where you like back between the legs and he just heaves it with all his might and it takes off rolling at about a revolution an hour. Mm-hmm. And the dad is just like, oh, this is not good. Even if it gets down there, it's going to hit the front pin and stop. Right. And we, just, he must be paying by the hour or something. This dude's not going to wait for his ball to roll. And it's so close. So he takes a step just over the line, just reach down and grab it. And you know what happens. This dude. It's like the cartoon banana peel, that waxed floor. He steps just over the line, and his feet are above his head, and he's landing on his head. Um, But, yeah, those are some of the visions I have about this bowling analogy is like, I'm going to be the bumpers for you, okay? I'm going to give you good advice. That part of the floor is waxy. Don't step over that line. You're not supposed to anyway. It's against rules. There's a foul sensor. If this was a tournament, that'd be like a dead ball for doing that. Don't do it. Then over here, like, you're going to pick your ball. Ball selection's important. Make sure your fingers fit in there and don't stick. If they stick, you could have real problems. I'm going to put the bumpers up for you, try to give you your best chance at success. Now, if you haul back and you throw it down the other lane or you let it go backwards or something else, I, my bumpers are useless for you. So this is sort of like about that expectations analogy, right? But then there's also the guys, like, no matter how well you prepare the whole thing, the ball just comes out and goes through the ceiling, you know, because <laughs> it's and like, like, I feel like that's just real estate, right? Just sometimes that happens. You do it all right. And then a sticky thumb gets a ball going through a tile, through a TV or something. Um, but yeah, I, I like that idea of, I just want to, I just want to help you and I can predict for you based on most of the time, this is how this goes. And then every transaction though, seems to have some part where, and this is, this is a perfect example of one more reason why I think that push button, get mortgage thing is total crap is what happens then? Like you, 
now you have this thing, you know. I have a good example for you. You'll mm-hmm. love this one as a real estate agent. I get this. Uh, I, I think it was my transaction. I'm CC'd on a lot of my loan officer's transactions, and especially in funding. We have a mm-hmm. closing docs email that distributes to a lot of us. And I see this condition from the funder saying to the loan officer, well, we need the termite clearance. And the processor fires back before the loan officer even does and says there's no termite being asked for in the contract. Right. This is a big deal to us. Yep. If you ask for it in the contract, you got to lay your cards on the table so that I can see that whatever concerned you has been mitigated and we're all good. Mm-hmm. If you don't put it in the contract, I don't have to ask about it. My I got some eyes and ears on the ground too. Got my appraisers, my boots on the ground. If he comes through and says, "Man, this place is like getting chewed to the ground by termites," I'm going to ask you for a termite report. But if he walks through and says, "This place is pretty good," and nobody said anything about termites, that my radar is just not even hitting anything there, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I see the the funder says, "I need your termite report to the loan officer." The loan officer sleep right mm-hmm. processor within a second says the contract doesn't call for a termite report what are you talking about and the funder fires back and says escrow just sent it over came oh. back with the doc package oh so now i got a funder staring at a termite report that wasn't part of the contract and there's section one items that are identified um these are examples of that. Push button, get mortgage. Uh-huh. Right, right. Do you want to see then what happens when that funder sends that termite report over to that underwriter? And now how is your computer analyzing the fact that this thing, you know, because what happens in that termite report, dude? Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, in Morro Bay, uh Every house is going to have some termites. Like, sure. Let's just be honest. It's going to happen. Um, but if you have a deck. Yeah. I was going to use the deck as an example. Oh, because man. half the time the deck is about ready to be torn yeah. off and yeah. thrown away, right? Yeah. And as a buyer, um, everybody loves a really pretty redwood deck that's mm-hmm. like stable and nice and no splinters and your kid could even crawl on it or something. Um, and that that's a brilliant thing. It lasts for like a week when you put on a new deck but it's amazing right for that week but so you get a termite report and a termite dude comes out and goes man not only is this deck like got major issues it really it needs ten thousand dollars worth of work and so now you're the buyer and you're like you know what i knew that when i saw it that deck sucks and i just want to deal with that on my own time I want to. I'm not going to do that again anyway. I'm going to do this thing. I have this idea of this moving it this way and changing it. I'm going to put a hot tub over there or whatever. Whatever they're going to do, right? It's just like I understand that and I knew it when I saw it. Everybody knows it. Yep. But I don't want to do that today through close. And when the seller was selling the house, they knew the deck was crap. It's half the reason they're moving. They didn't want to deal with replacing the deck. So they don't want that to come down to this issue of you find out on the day of funding that the lender knows that the deck's crap. And now you need to everybody huddle up. Are you going to how are you going to fix the deck and prove you fixed it? And. Those are the kind of things where, you know, and again, I know I'm picking on this rocket mortgage thing, but those are the kind of things that you just can't have happen right. and have some kind of computer automated process or somebody that doesn't know better trying to um, get up in the middle of it. 
So anyway, that that's yet one more example. But that those are things that a good agent um, is going to help you navigate. Right. Right. Because that can get really sticky too. Because a lot of times you're you're probably removed your contingency. Oh yeah. You know. Um, and you probably have a moving truck in the driveway when it comes back with the funding package. And now somebody has to come up with that 10 grand if you want that loan to fund. Just get it from the realtor, right? (laughs) Oh, exactly. That's what everyone (laughs) wants to do. Credit. Yeah, right. I'm kidding, but I'm not. (laughs) I've seen that happen so many times. Maybe you guys could just throw in. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> all cuz all the while they're like, "Well, I don't understand why all the realtors are making all this money. Maybe you guys split it." That's <laughs> good. Right. Right. Oh boy. Um Yeah, and then it's also like imagine when I get this as like the owner of the mortgage company, or I got my underwriter calling me up going, ah, "I know it wasn't on the contract, but escrow sent it in." Um and now we've seen it, so now we know. So you're you're the big kahuna. What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to know or love that decision either because I also am making this loan on behalf of another investor. Right. And I can't be privy to material facts that I'm going to fail to disclose, so I don't want to know about it either. Right. Um, those. So you know, then you have that thing where it's like, well, if I don't open it, then it – because – Sometimes they're benign, right? Could just be a wiggly toilet. That could be the only finding. Um, Sometimes they're super benign. So if I don't know it, then I don't know of the material facts. I know there was a report. But I also understand you guys get lots of things on your side that I'm not aware of. Right. Right? Right. I mean, well, you're you're checking everything. And vice versa. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know about all the other financial things. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Just tricky. Yeah. So during the break, though, I asked you, you said you're working like 50-50 between buyers and sellers. Chris? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Too many hand signals in Those here right hands. now. Um, yeah. So you're working 50-50 between buyers and sellers. And um, I, I, I know we're running out of time here, but I, I need to just find out from you some of my favorite things to talk to from another vantage point of a realtor in, in our county. What's the temperature like out there? People yeah. are happy. People are sad. The market's going up. It's going down. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. It's kind of what everyone's talking about right now because there was a lot of talk going into 2019 that prices you know, were going to be falling. And we were seeing, you know, there was definitely some fluctuation in the market. We were seeing more price reductions than we were new listings coming on the market. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with what we talked about with the rates. You know, rates were ticking up. Uh, and then they ticked back down. And when that happened, a lot of buyers were calling us and wondering, hey, is now a good time? Our answer, of course, is yeah, it's a great time. Wow. Uh, but, you know, now I'm seeing a lot of sellers wanting to take advantage of somewhat peak equity at where they're at because we don't know necessarily, none of us have a crystal ball what the six, next six months are going to look like. But right now they have peak equity and they're able to move that and to say something else. So we're talking about move up buyers and move down buyers. Um, there's been a ton of buyer activity. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing multiple offers. Um, you know what's interesting is Los Osos is seeing more offers and more activity than uh, I've seen in the past. Um, you know, for example, I had a buyer in town last weekend. They had you know ten homes they wanted to see, 
by the time they'd sent me a little list, there were already two that were pending. And by the time they mm-hmm. got there on the weekend, two more had gone pending. And then one of the other ones had multiple offers on it. So and we're talking about losing s- half of your available wow. options yeah. by the time it takes you to get there. Yeah. So, that's crazy. You know, and those are in the six, seven hundred thousand range. So that's well. still happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they've we've been sitting about 30, 30 listings in Morro Bay and Los Osos. And in the last 30 days, I mean, you know, 15 have closed. So perfect. Yeah. Hey, um, we're running out of time here, so real quick, tell us how people can get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you. Oh, yeah. So you can reach me uh, on Facebook, uh, Chris Langley, Realtor of Slow County Real Estate. I have a uh, business Facebook page there. Uh, You can get me on my personal site, which is uh, slowhousehunter.com. You can also reach me on seattlerealestate.com. So the sales manager at Seattle Real Estate. Um, so I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, most people know how to do the Google anymore. And for yep. any of you that are listening, if you want to reach out to Chris but can't remember that or find him uh, later today, you can always reach out to us. We're centralcoastlending.com. Our number is 543-LOAN. It rings all of our offices, and we are thrilled to be able to help you with anything that you need. And um, what's phone number, Chris? 805-234-7119. Thanks for being on today, Jason. Thanks Appreciate for giving it. Dan a day off. And you uh, we got another live episode coming next week. So uh, you guys be safe. Enjoy this great dry weather. Get some suntan.